Hello and welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to episode 52. I'm your co-host Taylor Rees alongside my other co-host Jacob Dupree aka the Commissioner. Jacob, how are you doing this cold fall evening? It's cold? Yes. It's cold. What is it where you're at? It's in the 50s, man. Really? Because it's like, well, it was 70 up here today, but it's supposed to get down in the 50s. Don't worry. In four days, it bounces out. We're back. Like our high is like 40 something, I think, on Thursday. All right. Hold up a sec. So it was 50s in the morning. I was just kind of cold all day. Okay. I'll be up front. I haven't been feeling too hot. I don't have the vid. I just want to point that out. I'm I'm covered in shots and had the flu (laughs) shot and everything else. So... It's got got some allergies going on, so I've been rocking some Dayquil and Nyquil. Oh, and dude, I've been knee deep in my AccuWeather weather app. Not a sponsor, but should be. But like, it's bad allergy week for like grasses and molds and pet dander and stuff. Yeah, I, I know that life as a ginger. It's just like, yeah, all right. It's it's your week to get crapped on. It's it's kind of what's happening lately. Pretty much, it happens at least you know three times every year. So much you know, like what happened to Buffalo. <laughs> Tell me about it. This this whole weekend was just kind of weird. You know, oh, my yeah. head my, my head's been hurting, and then today of all days, my pinched nerve starts acting up in my back, and so <laughs> my my leg just starts going numb. That's so it's, a... it's been kind of on and off lately, but um, it's okay. I'm I'm good, driving well, so still good gas pedal foot. That's all. That's all you need right there. <laughs> Plus, you got the cruise control. You can quickly go up and down on the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. No, no, I still, I, it's, it's just one of those days, man. You wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm still in my twenties, but for some odd reason, I feel like I'm 58. Dude, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh God, it's Monday. Can it be Saturday again? Yoga and vitamins, kids. Yoga and vitamins. Also, is that the same shirt you've worn the past three podcast recordings? The Barstool Sports? No. Okay. It looked like it. And I was about to be like. (laughs) Come on. If we're doing that, we have to get a YouTube channel going to where we wear the same thing every time hey. just to keep people confused. By the way, we should we should start a poll about that. See, like, hey, if we started a YouTube channel, would that be something that people would be interested in? Because if you are like there's more work involved and we're already pretty maxed out at what we're doing right now. And we're trying to give you the best product available. But if you're thinking you want something else, I mean see me like play with my beard chin on on youtube i mean you can see a trophy that i have but have never possessed behind me i mean that, wow, that's that that's deep that sounds like it the, is that sounds like a lifetime movie honestly it hurts my soul <laughs> to even say it out loud but i will say this there is a potential website in the works so okay there you go you heard it here first and i didn't even know that so that's a that's new one even for here Thank you, Facebook ads. Yeah. All righty. So let's get into the news. All right. So a couple of things happened. Uh, things calmed down a little bit from last week, uh, but things are still popping as it is in the NFL, and it is November. So OBJ is on waivers. Uh, Jacob, do you think he's going to get, get claimed, or you know, where do you think he ends up at? I feel like he's he's burning a lot of his goodwill in the NFL, I mean... but still has opportunity because of his talent. So the last thing that I saw is that, like, the Lions came out and said they're not going to claim him. I mean, who would want, who doesn't want a locker room cancer on a losing team? The right. Lions, smart, good job, Captain Kneecaps. Campbell's Shanahan, like, no, yeah, no. he's like, no, nah, he takes, he drinks decaf. Can't have that. But then the 49ers came out. Kyle Shanahan was like, nah, I'm good. They said for financial reasons. 
But I really think it's one of those like young teams or teams that are trying to build a a culture aren't going to claim him, which means he's a perfect claim for the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. I, I, I think Kyle was like, I already have enough problems in this locker room between, and it hates me to say this, probably Trey Sermon, uh, Brandon Ayuk is obviously an issue, and then Jimmy G being a diva. So, I mean, I know he's proven that he's been a leader on the field, but I still also feel like in the background, like something something's going on here. Like I yeah. can see him <clears throat> like throwing a towel and being like, this isn't 100% little. <laughs> what is this? No, I, I think if anyone claims him, it's going to be someone who's a playoff contender that has a strong leadership in the locker room. And I'm not sitting here saying you're like, y'all don't have a strong leader on your team to claim this guy. But I think you really do, because mm-hmm. we saw we seen we've seen what's happened with the past two teams he's been on with the Giants. He was fantastically happy when he was producing as like, you know, a, a top five wide receiver. The second he got injured in back to back years and they came back and he was like no longer all that in a bag of potato chips. He was upset and salty and started throwing hissy fits with the kicking net on the sideline. Yeah. Then he went to Cleveland. Everyone was excited. He was number one. He's got Baker Mayfield coming in. You know, he's got all this hype. Well, Baker he's playing is with his college college roommate, exactly. Jarvis Landry. They played at LSU. It was like, oh, kumbaya. The whole team's back together. And yep. yet Baker Mayfield is statistically much worse with Odell on the field versus without Odell. So right. I really think like if someone's going to claim him, it's going to be someone with cap space who's pushing for a playoffs. Like, I mean, I don't want to put it on the Chargers. They might, but I don't think they have a crazy amount of cap space because he still does have that seven point two five million dollar cap hit hanging over his head, right? Which rules him out of Tampa Bay because they're broke. Yeah. Rules him pretty much. I mean, he could go to Baltimore, but why? Well, I don't know. I just don't really think that there's a fit that he's going to be happy with. Yeah, that also is going to be okay with having him on their roster. It's kind of, I think it's going to take an injury. I would love to see, um, with Green Bay doing the whole last dance theme. That, if, that's a good one. If if um, A Rod is your MJ and Devonte Adams is your Scotty Pippen, OBJ can most definitely be your Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. And I could see A Rod and Devonte sitting down with them, or even Aaron Jones, like coming in there and be like, "Dude, you're not in here to screw things up." We're going to help you get in here. We're going to help rehabilitate your image. Come in here and catch a few passes. Help us get in the playoffs and try to go win a, win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I don't I, see I, him accepting that because, I'm as here. we've said before, there, there's just too many issues. But I would love to see him on Green Bay. I think that would be awesome to see because it's a, just another piece. And especially with the way that they played against the Chiefs this weekend. And I know everyone's like ho-humming about how the, the Packers didn't do enough to support Jer- Jordan Love. And I'm like, but it's Jordan Love. <laughs> no, it's not what it is. It's like Aaron Rodgers does so yes. much to cover up the wounds of that team. <laughs> yep. Like that, I think that is the most glaringly obvious thing is I think Aaron was on his couch with his fiance, just like, huh, man, they suck without me. And he's right. It's not a cocky statement. It's just yeah. Evidentiary truth. Hey, also, the Green thinker. Bay Packers, 100%. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers have looks like $5 million in cap space. So they would have to rework his um, contract a little bit, but that would be an amazing and interesting fit, I think. Yeah, no. So it'll, uh, and I'm sure we'll probably hear something in the next couple of weeks as we head down the stretch. I mean, if Le'Veon Bell is still having a job, there's plenty of room for OBJ. Touche. Touche. <laughs> 
All righty, so moving from one claim to the next, uh, Deshaun Jackson was dropped from the Rams. He's going to be picked up by the Raiders, which uh, makes a lot of sense with everything going on with the Henry Ruggs situation. And then uh, there was other news that came out today. They dropped another first-round cornerback. So Mm -hmm. the Raiders right now are in a lot of trouble um, just as a team. And Derek Carr and Darren Waller and that, that entire leadership group in there is trying to keep things together. But it just seems like a lot of stuff on the outside is making that a lot tougher. Yeah, it's that team like they're they're five and three they did just lose yeah but at the same time i i feel like the cliff is coming i feel like they might get to seven wins and then throw their hands up and call it good on the year but could be very wrong i i think it's a decent ad from a fantasy perspective i don't really think this impacts anyone i think it helps Derek carr because he can fill that henry ruggs role of just you know two or three deep bombs a game yeah but i wouldn't add him in any really any form of fantasy because he has not been himself for like three years. Yeah. And uh, so in some lighter, better news, we got a couple of players back. So we have Russell Wilson. He's cleared for full return against green Bay this week. And that's exciting. Yeah, no, this is great. I'm sure uh, Tyler Lockett and uh, Metcalf are feeling pretty good right about now as well as Lockett and Metcalf managers <laughs> yep yep I feel him pumped right now and hey Geno Smith uh showed who he was and it was great that is what a backup quarterback is supposed to do you keep the ship afloat yep. win a couple of ball games put some stuff on your resume and you may end up like Matt Flynn go get a you know three-year 30 million dollar contract which was like huge at the time for a backup quarterback but you know he may I'll, go get paid I'll take that contract somewhere else yeah yeah shoot he may go back to the the panthers or maybe the jets the jets right now the way they're going their quarterback <laughs> and then uh in other news which obviously this is uh we'll talk about this more on thursday's podcast but i thought we'd mention it here even though the the game is happening tonight while we're recording uh david montgomery is being activated from the ir so jacob my question is to you um, and I'm sure people will probably be cackling at whatever we're saying now. And they're like, who didn't happen? <laughs> probably um, when they listen to this tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, what do you think is going to happen with David Montgomery? And I do you think he's going to get a lot of carries or do you think it's going to go back to Herbert? I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to use my sorcerer powers and I'm going to predict that he's not going to have more than 10 touches because well, but think really? about it. I know you need him. I'm sorry. I, I need, I need David to, to do stuff. So that way Herbert can. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. But so the way, because the way I look at it is if the Bears are smart, like when push comes to shove, the Bears are three and five. Okay. Yep. They're not too crazy far out of a playoff, you know, spot, which is absolutely obscene to say out loud. They're like, so I think they just exactly won't, won't die. If they're smart, they shouldn't give him more than 10 touches just to kind of get him some live game action again, just so we can kind of like, you know, yep. shake off the rust because they have a bye week next week. Then they come back and they have the back half of their schedule. So why risk, you know, the co- the main cog of your offense in a game that you shouldn't win, but you might? Like, I can, yeah, yeah sure, bring him in with a situational third and three. Go for it. You're, you know, second and goal, you're trying to score to, you know, potentially take the lead or keep the game close. Yep. Go for it. But other than that, he should barely be on the field. I still think Cleo Herbert's going to have 80% of the touches. Okay, and some other uh, injury news here. So Trevor Lawrence uh, is limited today after low ankle sprain versus the Bills. Uh, 
Jacob, do you feel like this is any concern right now or just kind of sit back and watch right now? Uh, I, he's, I think I saw another report come out that he should be able to play their upcoming week. I don't really think it'll impact anything crazy. So if you got him, play him if you need to. Okay. Uh, this news, this news hurts me. <laughs> Chase, Chase Edmonds has a high ankle sprain, which will uh, limit him slash keep him out for a few weeks. Potential IR. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you here. Can James Conner be a running back one with a condensed workload? Yep. And I'm sure Casey right now is running around with his uh, Lipton's Diet Peach Tea just going, <laughs> woohoo! I mean, I'm just saying, this, I told him that <laughs> from the beginning, whenever I traded him, I told him that if he ever got a condensed workload, he could be a top 10 running back in the NFL. Right. I mean, I think he can because, I mean, last week we saw it happen in front of our very eyes. He legitimately, I mean, he had 163 yards, three touchdowns, which we'll talk about again here in a little bit. I'm sorry for your loss. I can see it all over your face. (laughs) Because good things happen to bad people. But it's one of those those things of, yeah, I really think he can. So I think James Conner managers rejoice and be thankful that you probably have a rock-solid RB1 for at least the next couple weeks. But God forbid he just stays on fire and they keep playing all the way through. Because I think they, they have their bye week next week, don't they? I believe so. And so, I mean, you never know. We may see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I, I need Chase Edmonds just as like a non-zero. <laughs> right <laughs> I now. don't know about that one. My, my team is slim pickings right now. Their bye week is in week 12. They play Carolina next week. Ooh, that'd be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's a nice filet mignon. Oh, 100%. That's just spicy. You know, it may not be like a, uh, you know, like a, a super expensive filet mignon, but maybe like a, uh, like, well, like a Walmart, yeah, like a Walmart filet mignon, like Texas you're gonna eat. filet mignon. You're like, you watch your mouth. Those are delicious. Okay. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm, I'm also not saying I've, you know, I've not toot my own horn, but I have had expensive steak before. Oh, look at me. I'm Taylor. I'm cool. No, 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 no. I've definitely paid for it. <laughs> Quick sidebar. Have you ever been to the knife? Not a sponsor, yeah. but it should be. No, but I've heard of it. I'm yeah. trying. Yes. I've been there for, went there for a bachelor party. Mm. Trust me, and trust me when I say this out loud. Try their bacon jam. Okay, I like it. Well, it's got the word bacon in it, so I'm good. It will revolutionize your taste buds. Anyways, back to football. Maybe we need to take a company field trip there one day. Yep, yep. When we do our uh, company uh, yearly retreat, um, yep. Casey will have our itinerary ready for us, and see uh, Bruce will uh, make sure we'll provide it plenty of towels to make sure that we uh, <laughs> stay clean while we eat. Thank you, Brucey. Thanks, Brucey. Uh, Kelton will be the entertainment because, well, he's crazy. So. He's the jester. <laughs> he is the court jester. I I'm, I might make that his official podcast nickname <laughs> is the jester, the court jester. Hey, I, I'm just saying we could have uh, Kelton's crazy corner. I'm all, I'm all in. All righty. So on a little bit of a lighter note here, uh, new topic time. Jacob, what is your super cool stats okay. slash hot take for today? This is pretty saucy. All right. Hey, hey, Taylor. Yeah. So. Did you so know hold, that hold Cooper- we, 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 we gotta we, we gotta build this up correctly? Oh, okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this morning, you know, I'm I'm just getting ready for work. Oh yes. J- Jacob texts me, he's like, Hey, you ready? I got a really cool stat for you later, all right? 
this, this is a fun set, okay? So I'm so, ready. I'm excited. He hasn't, I'm, he hasn't I'm, told me anything. He hasn't know, told me anything. I'm ready. You're on edge. You're listen. I can see it in your eyes. You're ready. So these two, what do two, these two names have in common? Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Jerry Rice. Uh, wide receiver stats that is absorbent amount for nine weeks. You are one thousand percent correct. And speaking <laughs> of one thousand percent correct. Cooper Cup is the first player since Jerry Rice with at least 1,000 receiving yards and 10 receiving touchdowns in his team's first nine games. Jeez. Which says two things. What an amazing start for Cooper Cup, but also how good was Jerry Rice back in the day whenever, you know, you could murder a receiver. Cross the middle. But yet he's still, like, imagine Jerry Rice in the game today. Oh, my God. He would kill it. He would murder people. I I mean, mean, they always talk about that, yeah. And I think he could dominate. But so – that's the super cool stat of the day. And then the fun, like, little hot take I have is I think it's time to sell high on Cooper Cup. Whoa, really? Yeah. Because remember a couple of years ago, let me just pull this up on Sleeper. I had it up, but then I got rid of it. So, like, nah, I don't need it. But it turns out I need it. I need so it. I remember it was, I believe, 2019. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup, Cup was gangbusters through the first eight week okay eight weeks of the year because he had a, you know a 27 point fantasy game 22 22 and then a 31 point fantasy game and then the rest of the year he topped 15 points once Whoa. he was the number one wide receiver through the first half of the season right then their bye week happened and was non-existent i remember i was going uh-huh. up against chris on his roster when he had cooper cup and he was rolling i was terrified that was a game he had four targets no catches on 92% of snaps. Okay. Jeez. So it's not like he was just there and gone. So my super spicy, you know, saucy hot take here, not sponsored by Sriracha, but should be gosh, dang it. Oh, I would love that. It's time to sell high on Cooper cup in all formats because I can, I just, um, so the haul that you can get for Cooper cup right now is obscene. It will never be higher. Like, I'm going to go keep trade cut here, and I'll tell you what his, you know, surrounding dynasty value is. But so in redraft leagues, you can get basically whatever you want for Cooper Cup. Like, you could like you could easily probably get Dalvin Cook plus something for just Cooper Cup. Yeah. That's a deal I do right now. You could do it down. You could do CMC and probably some small piece right. for Cooper Cup and be accepted because – you know, both of those managers have been hurting for the past couple of weeks because they haven't really been on the roster most of the time or they haven't been able to be played. And so it's it's like, what are, what are they going to do with him? And so let's mm-hmm. see here. Cooper Cup's overall value right now is 7,442 according to Keep Trade Cut, okay? This is for, super, this is for non-super flex leagues. Which, by the so, way, if you don't know what that stat is, it's it's very large in the Dynasty Trade Cut community. I love this <laughs> website. I wish they would sponsor us. I might send them an email. But so that, like, for instance, these are the players that are even to trade in a Dynasty League right now. Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Nick Chubb? You can answer honestly. It's fine. Probably Cup right now because Chubb has been injury prone. Okay. For a developing team, would you rather have Cooper Cup or Javante Williams? Javante Williams. Would you rather have Cooper Cup or Saquon Barkley? Cooper Cup. <laughs> and then here's I'm, one more. And this, this, this Cooper Cup or Josh Allen? Ooh, Josh Allen. So, I mean, in a dynasty league, you just yeah. list off like a bunch of tier one, tier two players. 
that you could get for Cooper Cup, who right now is 28 years old, and every single one of those players are younger than him by like three to four years. Yep. You would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I think that now is the time that you can sell Cooper Cup and still be happy with life because I see a cliff looming. I've seen Robert Woods snaps increase, his targets increase, and his usage increase. Same thing with Van Jefferson. Right. I'm just saying, I feel like a cliff is coming and to sell now while you can get just egregious amounts of wealth. Yep. Well, and I think that's because Sean McVay, with him being the offensive maestro that he is, he also knows like, yeah, he's been getting a lot of dadgum targets. And so we got to spread around a little bit and they got Matthew um, comfortable in the offense, but seeing what happened against Tennessee, you know, they, it may mm-hmm. be one of those things that like, yeah, you know, we need, may need to spread the ball around a little bit. Stafford, just saying, bud, <laughs> just saying, according to keep trade cuts, like dynasty rankings with every position, Cooper cup is currently the 16th most valuable player. Wow. This is a crowdsourced information. So this is not just like not one advice, dude sitting yeah. down there, just hammering it out. This is thousands upon thousands of play, you know, managing, managing, well, fantasy managers, like, Taylor, myself, everyone listening to this podcast, this is his value right now in a dynasty league. So in a freaking redraft, (laughs) you can rake with value in dynasty trade him right now. Just saying. If you are, uh, if you're a rebuilding dynasty team and you're like, I I know a lot of people are like, don't touch Derrick Henry with a 10 foot pole, but (laughs) like if, if, if I had nobody and I was like, you know what? I, I need a running back. Do, do you trade Cooper Cup for Derrick Henry? Heck no. One of them is playing. One of them is not. Okay. If you were you, not you, get, could I get Cooper Cup for Jamar Chase? Or is that a little bit too enticing? A little, I would, little too much. It depends on the person, but honestly, you shouldn't because Jamar Chase is the number two ranked rookie <laughs> in this. Right behind him, yeah. Only, tra- only uh, chasing Jonathan Taylor by five fan votes. So... Jamar Chase's value is through the roof. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely through the roof. All righty. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that fun stat right there. You weren't You're kidding. No, that was fun. You, I told you. That was fun. I was like, dead gummit. And with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Hello, and welcome back to episode 52. All righty, let's get into this week's recap. It's week nine, correct? Or is it week eight? It's week nine. It's week nine. We're over the hill. We're in the, what do they call it? Downhill? Yeah, we're in the downhill turn here. Got the playoffs right around the corner, not only for fantasy, but also for the real NFL. And let's go. Let's get into the scores. All righty, let's start with Thursday night football. We had so long ago. I know. (laughs) Feels like such a long time ago. Uh, Yep. Stay in school, kids, because we all got (laughs) to work. So, anyways, um, the Colts won 45 to 30 against the Jets, but there was a couple interesting tidbits throughout here. So, the uh, backup quarterback for the Jets, Mike White, gets injured somewhere what in the middle of the game right it was like the middle of the first quarter i think whenever they're making their first drive down the field because he threw a touchdown pass on the play he got injured right and he was playing good too seven of 11 95 yards and a touchdown you're thinking oh my gosh you know did the jets find their quarterback he goes he goes down so little did they know little did they know and i'm sure the colts fans are like all right cool you know we're gonna win this game then things got interesting there for a little bit 
Josh Johnson, 35-year-old quarterback. He's been a journeyman 13 years in the league. Goes 27 of 41, 317, three touchdowns. Had a pretty good game. Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're right. It's not that shabby of a game. Uh, And then in the backfield, Ty Johnson. He's had back-to-back double-digit games, uh, salvaging his week with a touchdown. So, obviously, he's not reliable, but it's, uh, it's interesting there. And then, of course, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor doing what Jonathan Taylor does. 19 carries, 172 yards. Dude, it was crazy. He ripped off that 70-yard touchdown. And I literally told my wife, I was like, yep, there he goes. Hey, Wisconsin quarterbacks – or, sorry, Wisconsin running backs. Can't go wrong. And then uh, probably the player of the night, or that was shocking for everyone. Eh, not for me. <laughs> um, Elijah <laughs> Moore. <laughs> Seven of his uh, team high, eight targets, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Jacob, I, I think we're starting to see the development of a, a rookie starting to blossom and starting to understand this offense and what Robert Sala and company is asking of him. And uh, it's Matt LaFleur, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, it's Mike's little brother or something like that. It's it's the Shanahan tree, we all know. But you the, know, other the, fleur. the other LaFleur. The other LaFleur. Um, you know, getting that um, group going. Michael Pittman had a pretty good game, five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and I think that was it on this. Is there anything else to – oh, uh, Neenam Hines. Uh, wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hines had a big old game. Yeah, six carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Then he had another four catches for 34. So, obviously, in PPR leagues like ourselves, we eat that up. So, heck yeah. of a game. This oh. this 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 game was one of those where like it's it wasn't as close as it looked, but the Jets started making it interesting. Yes, the Colts were playing all like soft coverages, just make sure you don't get beat deep. But they consistently kept getting beat in the mid range of the fields, where the Jets put up fourteen points in the blink of an eye, and it came down to like honestly, if they would have got an onside kick, they had a shot the way their offense was rolling to make it very interesting. But, I mean, the Colts, they just looked great the whole game. You, you no, Nothing of this game changes fantasy implications because I think, I mean, my only thing with the Jets is the fact that, like, Elijah Moore, I think, is the only player that I'm worth putting in a flex. I'm not saying he's a wide receiver two yet. I'm not saying he's a wide receiver three yet. I'm saying he's a, a, always a decent flex option because I think he's just going to get targets, especially if Corey Davis is out. That's where I think the big benefactor from this game came from. All righty, so moving from that game to uh, an abysmal game, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 6-9. to nine. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Nice. Uh, Josh Allen played like crap, and then Stefan Diggs, he's going to be the literal end of me. He, <laughs> he hit 6 for 85. Uh, it's not enough, man. I mean, these are, these are my cornerstones, and they had 22 points between the two of them in the Empire League. I am... I'm I'm losing it, and for some odd reason, the Jaguars end up winning nine to six. Like this is the most. If you play that game again, nine times out of ten, the Bills are going to win this thing. Oh, not like ninety nine times out of a hundred, like ninety nine and a half times out of hundred. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to know what happened this game. I I didn't. I'm kind of okay. Okay, two seconds. I'm mildly concerned. Nothing crazy because they immediately have a get right game against the Jets next week. Yep. So if the Buffalo Bills don't hang 28 plus points on the Jets, then I'm sounding a couple of alarms. 
But other than that, this game was, like you said, it was a giant gross fest. I mean, Cole Beasley led the way with the Buffalo Bills with 11 targets. Mm-hmm. That's obscene. And pretty much the only thing from the Jacksonville side that I'm going to look at is, A, they really miss James Robinson, which we're finally getting his name right. Kudos on us. Yep. B, Dane Arnold is, I think, in every week streaming tight end. You can start him as a low-end tight end one just because of his involvement with the offense. I mean, but his first game in, he had seven points. Then his next game, he had, yeah, words. He had 64 receiving yards. Then against Miami, didn't really pan out. Then against Seattle, he had 68 receiving yards. Now against Buffalo, he had 60 receiving yards. So he is a very viable piece of that offense. So I think he's the only player that I would consider a must-start other than James Robinson on that roster. All righty, so moving from that game to the uh, Vegas Raiders against the New York Giants, the Giants win moving to three and six. Uh, Daniel Jones had a very quiet game, 15 of 20, 110 yards and a touchdown. And Devontae Booker, 21 carries, 99 yards. He had three catches for 23 yards leading the backfield. And then for uh, the receiving, Evan Ingram. Three catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. This game was very unappetizing. Uh, that game it was like it was a very defensive game. Oh, yeah. It was, it was funny because literally Kelton dropped Evan Ingram and in, I think I don't I think it was the Empire League. And then five minutes later, he catches a 30-yard touchdown, which just – it made me giggle. And then, uh, you know, Derek Carr played uh, tremendously, uh, you know, played valiantly. 30 of 46. 296, a touchdown and two interceptions. You know, he had the turnovers there, but I think it's because, you know, he had to throw the ball 46 times. They got to they got to get back to the running game here. I don't know what's going on with that team, and I don't know if it's because Josh Jacobs isn't fully healthy or they just don't feel comfortable with Kenyon Drake or the offensive line, but they got it. They got to get back to the running game. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but kind of like you said, it feels like they put too much on Derek Carr's shoulders because – Earlier in the year when he had – this is why I think I said Deshaun Jackson's going to help Derek Carr more than, more than he'll help your fantasy lineup. Yeah, He's missing that occasional deep shot because if you look at the wide receivers, only three guys drew targets. Brian Edwards was 0 for 4, Zay Jones 1 for 4, Hunter Renfro was 7 for 9. So it's yeah. not like you know anyone's lighting it up, and so teams are just putting coverage on Darren Waller and going to town on him. So that, that's about it. That's the offense. All righty, so the next game – hey – Falcons are 500 people. The Falcons beat the Saints in the NFC South 27 to 25. It's uh it's it's crazy to see here man. I mean Matt Ryan had a bounce back game 23 of 30, 343, two touchdowns. He had five carries for another touchdown. Um and then Cordell Patterson just continues to to march down <laughs> march down yeah, this season. Is. He had nine carries for 10 yards, but he had six catches for 126 yards. (laughs) Including one catch for 60-plus yards. I saw that on my phone, and I was just like, who needs a touchdown? I just got 60 yards. (laughs) I'm I'm in. I'm about to butcher this name. Uh, Olamide uh, Zacchaeus. Olamide Zacchaeus? Yeah, there you go. Got you. Hey, man. Uh, Three catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. So very – he gets the Cobb game of the week. That Ooh, we should start doing that. The Randall Cobb. (laughs) The Randall Cobb game of the week. (laughs) Gross. When he gets three passes and two of them are for touchdowns. That is is magical. You become a super Cobb if it's three catches for 15 yards and under and two touchdowns. 
And uh, of course, you know, my like uh, luck couldn't get any worse. Uh, you spend all that fab money on uh, Taysom Hill and they start uh, Trevor Simeon. So uh, I laughed. I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks. I, I really appreciate that. I'm trying to get my team on track. And, oh, God. You know, I did what you told me to do. Start taking risk. And this is what's happening, Jacob. I'm getting out of my comfort zone and this is what's happening. Did Taysom, did, did Trevor Simeon do anything to make you feel confident like he's going to play again? I mean, he played competent. That's the issue. Based on a stat, but did they win? No, they did not. But that, that and the is only Trevor reason Simmons why he all. has yeah. those stats is because they were down twenty-seven to like six. True. That so is the true. Falcons were just backing up, saying, "I don't care what you do," and it almost cost them. The like, game. We scored twenty-seven points, y'all. Yeah, it's like holy crap. <laughs> is this how we win? All righty. So moving from that game, we're going to move to a, a very sore spot here for Jacob. The uh, the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Baltimore Ravens, thirty four to thirty one, because uh, Lamar Jackson did Lamar no. Jackson things. He was uh, twenty seven of forty one, two sixty six, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions. Then he also had twenty one carries for one hundred and twenty yards. Um, listen, no, listen. This is more on Minnesota than it is freaking Lamar doing good. Yes. He was the guy who got them going because he should. But Minnesota also had a double-digit lead, okay? And then they got cute and took their foot off the gas pedal, and they caught an L like they deserved, dummies. You're supposed to win! God! Uh, Justin Jefferson had a uh, pretty good game for himself. Uh, three catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. Nice. Yep. Um, uh, Marquise Brown, nine of a team high, 12 targets, 116 yards. So he had a pretty good game too. Uh, Dalvin cook did Dalvin cook thing. 17 carries 110 yards. Uh, Kirk cousins, uh, 17 to 28, 187, two touchdowns. That sounds about Kirk. And then of course he had one carry for one yard and one touchdown. Yep. Uh, I still feel like the window to buy Dalvin cook is open because he had a touchdown that he had a touchdown in the second quarter. I believe that was called back. Because if you put a touchdown on that stat line, you're not going to be able to grab him. But you say, yeah, Dalvin Cook only had 13, 13 points. Look, he didn't even score a touchdown. This is probably the last week you can get him because next week I believe they played the chart. Yeah, they play the Chargers. Then they play Green Bay. Then they play San Francisco. Then they play Detroit, okay? One, two, three. Those are four weeks where he could be running back one, and it's not going to surprise me in the slightest. So if you want Dalvin Cook, this is the last chance to get him. All righty, so we're going to move on to the next game here. This was most definitely a toilet bowl. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, How dare you? Took took out the Houston Texans 17 and I, I'm just kidding. It was, they flushed been, them down. Should have been called the Deshaun Bowl. Uh, a little too early. The Deshaun Jackson sweepstakes. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, one of the Deshauns. Get them all on the same team. Uh, so Miles Gaskin um, salvaged his game. He had 20 carries for 34 yards. He had a touchdown, though. He had six. He, he was six of yeah, six. Yeah, there it is. He, he was involved in the passing game. <laughs> that That's what really matters. Look, who cares if he was average, like, you know, 1.4 yards per carry? Whatever. Who cares? That's, sorry, it's like 1.8. My bad, you, math nerds. Yeah, but if you changed that name to uh, Najee Harris, you would have been, you would have blown your lid. You would have blown I a wouldn't. gasket. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. King. That was I mean, my dad joke. Dad joke of the day. Keeping up with the uh, prop bets out there. 
Ooh, God. We should start prompt bets for the podcast. My God. We're officially off the rails. Having a bingo card. Let, let me pull this back. <laughs> let me listen. I got the lasso like Ted. I'm throwing it out there. Grab it. And we're pulling back on track. Jacoby Brissett got the ambush start because Tua Tonga Bailoa's, I guess his finger was hurt. I mean, he got tired of flipping everybody off in the locker room. Six so to he say which start. finger was it? Was Pretty sure it was this one right here. Yep. Yep. But and Jacoby Brissett slid in. I mean, he did admirably. Like, I had to scoop him up in Empire because all the other quarterbacks were gone. And I didn't want to start Sam Darnold, which was wise to start Jacoby Brissett over Sammy D. So, God bless. Jalen Waddle still the Jalen Waddle things. He has a copious amount of targets. He's at 10 targets. He's had more than 10 targets in every, in one, two, in three games this year. That's obscene. I like it. That's about it from this game. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So, all right. All right. Here's my rant. All right. So oh, like the Broncos beat the Cowboys 30 to 16. They pummeled them. They did. And uh, I hope to all Cowboys fans out there, this is the humble pie that the team was not only needing, but also the fan base. Cause everyone needs to calm down. Cause guess what? It's November championships are won in January. We said, you know, the NFL loves promoting this. It's the longest season ever. And that's exactly what happened. And you had a very, very um, explosive team in the Broncos, not meaning like with their, you know, passing ability or whatever else. They thought that the team gave up when they traded a Vaughn mm-hmm. Miller and Vic Fangio. Let me tell you what a coaching job by that man. He is literally coaching for his life right now, because when they traded Vaughn Miller, I'm sure the the group came down there and was like, all right, so you know we're, we're in a rebuilding mode, and we'll reevaluate reevaluate you at the end of the year. That is the last thing as a head coach you want to hear. And Vic Fangio, he was like the defense coordinator for the Bears. He's been a, a member in the league for a very long time, so he knows what's going on here. And he's like, "I'm gonna make this decision so daggum hard for you guys." And man, did the team respond. Mm. Melvin Gordon had 21 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown. He had two catches for 15 yards. The thing here that was abysmal, the, the the Cowboys did not get the running game going at all. No push from the offensive line at all. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 10 carries for 51 yards. Tony Pollard, four carries for 11 yards. So you have 14 carries between the two of them for 62 yards. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's unacceptable in any any fashion. Uh, and, you know, Dak didn't do uh, – well, I mean, Dak kept it you know, sort of interesting, I guess, but they were already so far behind. You know, he was having to play from behind. 19 to 39, 232, and two touchdowns. You know, a lot of the pundits today were talking about how he, he should have been yanked and, you know, they should have protected him. And I'm like, no, he needs to kind of play through this a little bit. He's got to shake off the rust sometime. Yeah, and you yeah. might as well in a game when you're down like 21 to nothing – no one cares what's doing no one's gonna care what happens the rest of that game because the the worst thing that's gonna happen you know without injury but injury is always the worst thing you just don't assume that what's the worst thing that's gonna happen he plays like crap god forbid he plays good and you actually get your team back competitive in the game and maybe even win and the biggest thing here if you're a cowboys fan is to see how the team is going to play next week because we have some massive matchups coming down the stretch with the Thanksgiving game. And then I believe they play the Thursday night game the week after that, because Jerry obviously gets to negotiate that type of thing for his team. So that way they don't have to play on a short week like that all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's some very interesting, impactful games here coming up for the Cowboys and the way that they respond is going to be very telling. I think 
for what their fortunes may hold in January. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see it. I mean, cause Dallas, the, my main thing is like, I'm not worried about their offense in the slightest. That defense looked really bad against an offense. That's pretty mediocre. I mean, all things mm-hmm. said, like, I mean, Trayvon Diggs got beat by Tim Patrick for a 40 yard touchdown pass. Yes. It's an off time. Yes. You know, Tim Patrick's one of the most steady receivers that you can find, but still I'm like, you Guys, that defense looked really not good in the slightest, which is my which is always my concern with this team. You know, going back to preseason, it's their offense can keep up with anybody. That defense can't beat a JV high school team half the time. But yeah, and hey, Denver Broncos five and four. A lot of a lot of teams stuck there in the AFC. Woo! It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. About to get good, man. It's about to get saucy. And then from the Denver running backs, I mean, you already gave Melvin Gordon stat line. He had a great game, 16.5 fantasy points. Javonta Williams did have 17 carries for 111. But I mean, this is still Melvin Gordon's backfield. Don't get it twisted. Nothing's there's no transitioning happening just just yet. It's still Melvin Gordon, Gordon's world, and Javonta's just living in it. All righty. So moving from that game over to a huge playoff implication game in the AFC North. We had the Cleveland Browns uh, beating the Cincinnati Bengals 41 to 16. And, you know, Baker, Baker looked, uh, he's starting to look healthy 14 to 21, 218 and two touchdowns. And I think that's a good number for him. If he's able to keep it between 20 and 30 passes, that's a good game for him. Nick Chubb had 14 carries for 137 yards. Um, and then we had, uh, the Ernest Johnson, he had eight carries for 16 yards. Donovan Peoples Jones had a good game there. He had 10 catch or sorry, two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. And then Jarvis Landry had one carry, uh, for 11 yards, uh, three catches there. Yeah. It was kind of rough there for that wide receiver group, but, uh, if they continue at the running game, oh, I think we've lost Jacob. All righty, so we had some internet issues there. This time, not me. It was actually Jacob, so his uh, internet crapped out, and we had to restart it, and as you could tell there in the last little bit, I was babbling about the uh, the Cleveland Browns, so I'll put in a nice little um, maybe sound effect there to kind of <laughs> cut people off guard, kind of get the, get the mind moving in the right direction. All right, let's get the clock going again. All right, clock is going. All righty, so Cleveland Browns. Beat the uh, NFC North uh, leading at the time, Cincinnati Bengals, 41-16. to 16. I thought Baker had, had a, a very Baker game. He's looking very healthy, 14-21, to 218 and two touchdowns. Not too much, just enough to be able to, you know, win the, win the ball game and, of course, running the ball. 14 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns for Nick Chubb. Yeah, another two, uh, two catches for 26 yards. Uh, so he played well. And, you know, the defense was playing well for them. They were able to get three turnovers. Uh, Joe Burrow was 28 of 40, 282, and he had two interceptions. Uh, the big, big winners, I feel like, for the Cincinnati uh, Bengals offense was Joe Mixon, 13 carries, 64 yards, two touchdowns. He had five catches for 46 yards. Uh, and then for wide receivers, uh, T. Higgins was six of eight for 78 yards. Jamar Chase had a team high 13 targets. He had six catches for 49 yards. 
Is this the first game he hasn't scored a touchdown? Oh, I believe there's no, there's been two others. It's Jacksonville and Detroit were the two other ones. Yeah, but he probably had like 120 yards that game. So Detroit, he had 97. Jacksonville, he had 77 on six. So pretty good games. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to watch this game because we're not sponsored by Drake. Hey, actually, this was in my area. I'm further north than you. I get some of these random You're you're in Oklahoma. That's right. You get random Cleveland Brown games. I I told you about that. They petitioned to be able to get the game there. So So Oklahoma Oklahoma now is Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I wish they did the same thing for like the Cardinals. You know, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. I feel like the quick takeaway from this game is I don't know, like, because Kelton was texting me, he's asking, like, what happened? Is this Cincinnati, like, being this bad, or is Cleveland's defense that good? I'm like, the answer is really not really either of them, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it was a bad game plan from Cincinnati, and I think that they didn't adjust to it quick enough. No. Because basically what we saw happening was Jamar Chase would run a route. He'd be double-covered every time. Yeah. So instead of trying to force-feed him, you know, the ball at the time, which as a Jamar Chase manager, I'm fine with it because he can beat it. Yeah, we've seen him do it before. But the thing is, if you're Zach Taylor, how do you not see this? Because, yes, I see that uh, T. Higgins was six for eight on 78 yards. How do you not start start throwing him the ball every single time until you force the defense to adjust? Yeah, because the couple bombs that Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Burrow almost hooked up on, they were just good defensive player. I mean, Jamar Chase should have had a touchdown in this game. Let's not forget this. Yeah. It went straight through his hand. It was a good defensive play. He is, his hand was in the way of the ball the whole time. He should have caught it, but he didn't, but whatever. I feel like this is just a worse game plan on Cincinnati versus uh, Cleveland being that good because anytime, I mean, Nick Chubb had nine carries for over 100 yards at one point in time, okay? This, once again, I, I just – I feel like we'll see this play – this words are hard right now. We'll see this matchup again. And unfortunately for fantasy, like it's going to happen in week 18 – but I feel like this is going to be another decider later on in the season. I think you take, you know, you take the good notes of Nick Chubb being good, Baker Mayfield being adequate. And I think you keep those carrying forward. And from Cincinnati, Joe Burrow will have consistent better games. This was just a crap game. Joe Mixon will keep producing. Jamar Chase is still the number one wide receiver on that team. The bright spot, I think, is Donovan Peoples-Jones stepped in for OBJ, and he had a, a deep bomb for a touchdown, and then he caught another pass later in the game. So I definitely think that he's he's now deep flex worthy. All righty. So moving from that game over to another, the New England Patriots beat the Carolina Panthers 24 to six. And once again, this is like Bill Belichick at his best. And I don't know what's going on with Sam Darnold, but he he is in the t- in the tank right now. I don't, I don't know what it is. He was 16 of 33 under 50% on his past past completions. 172 yards, three interceptions. Now, mm. you know, the, the thing back then was, you know, a couple of years ago was, well, you know, he's with the Jets. There isn't a lot of talent. This team has talent. He has Robbie Anderson. He has a DJ Moore on the outside. I don't know what's going on. I understand. He had Christian McCaffrey back. Like, what is going on, Jacob, with Sam Darnold right now? I think it's just he's seeing ghosts and – I think he was confident early in the year because Sam Darnold, he's kind of like a, you know, he's a starting pitcher. Yeah. Whenever they're on most starting pitchers, even ones that have sucked for years, you'll see random years where all of a sudden this guy shoots up out of nowhere and dominates the league in the next series back to his normal self. I think Sam Darnold's thing is just a confidence issue. And 
I mean, he also had a shoulder injury, which, you know, it's not going to help you throw the ball when it's your throwing shoulder, but still, I think he's just not confident in anything that he's doing. And so that's why you're seeing it, but you know, CMC's back. This felt great. I sent Dayton a text. And I was like, congratulations. Looks like Christian McCaffrey's actually Christian McCaffrey and he's back. And I mean, he first game back on 18 touches, he had 106 yards. Okay. CMC's back. Yep. You won't be able to trade for him. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> and then on the Patriots side, the, the Patriots look like the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones doing Mac Jones things. 12, 18, 139 yards and a touchdown. That, that seems very Mac Jones-esque. Yep. And, and then with the running backs, once again, you know, like Dayton says, don't trust the New England running back. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ramonde Stevenson. A Ramonde Stevenson sighting. 10 mm-hmm. carries, 62 yards. He had two catches for 44 yards. Probably caught a wheel wrap. Probably. <laughs> Little wheel wrap. Uh, Damian Harris. Uh, Damian Harris uh, obviously had the team high carries there in the backfield. So he still seems to be the top running back, but it was 15 carries for 30 yards. So he averaged two yards a carry. Um, he had one touchdown, which is a saving grace. I feel like, uh, for fantasy. Mm-hmm. And, um, do you think Brandon Bolden is becoming a potential non-zero flex starter in a very, very deep dynasty league? <laughs> I don't think so because last week he had two points this yeah. week. He had nine. It's very hit or miss. I just would rather, if I have to start one of these guys, I'm only starting Damian Harris. And that's, that's about it from their backfield. Uh, I, I do think one quick storyline from this game is, uh, hey, Taylor, is DJ Moore a startable, flex, you know, flex player nowadays? Not right now. Because, I mean, going back to week five, he only has one game of double-digit fantasy points. Yeah. He's, he's not being good, and it's not his fault. Nope. I mean, he still led the team in – led the wide receivers in receiving with 32 yards. That's also because Willie Sneed had six and Robbie Anderson had two. Yeah, they, is, they, they really killed it there, I tell you. I feel like, and this is our concern, my bit was, was once again our concern with DJ Moore in the preseason is it's, he's great. His quarterback's not. So I, I think until you see signs of life, you either bench DJ Moore and pray to God or you trade him, but you're not going to get peak value for him. So. All righty. Well, with that, we move to another game and. So with this game, I, I heard, I saw the highlights. It was a thriller. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers came came back and was able to, to kick a last second field goal to beat the Philadelphia Idols, twenty seven to twenty four. And uh, <clears throat> so Justin Herbert uh, is back. Mm. Hello, buddy. Uh, thirty two of thirty eight, three fifty six, two touchdowns, and they had another touchdown on the ground. Uh, Austin Eckler had seventeen carries for fifty nine yards, and he had three catches for twenty three. Keenan Allen. 12 of 13 targets, 104 yards. Yes. It's back. Like it, he he is the one for a little bit, at least until Mike Williams gets healthy. Again. He is the one. <laughs> um, uh, Devonte Smith had a very good game. Five catches of, uh, for 116 yards and a touchdown. Now let, let me tell you this. So he had 116 yeah, yards. I was going to bring this up. <laughs> Jalen hurts threw for 162 yards. So he was God. the passing game. It's just that, that I'm telling you that offense isn't good. Jalen Hurts isn't good. The only reason why he even had 16 fantasy points is because he had 62 yards on the ground. Okay. I feel like this is the Chicago Bears of 2018 when everyone was like, look at Mitchell Trubisky. He's playing well. And, and everyone wink, was wink. Yeah. And it's like, 
this entire offense is made up of smoke and mirrors and, um, you know, confetti and whatever else you want to do it. And, and it's, it pains me to say that because Jalen hurts. I feel like is a great leader. He definitely deserves a spot in this league, but I just, I don't not know. The, like no. they're not winning ball games. It's the same kind of question with Trevor Simeon. It's like they play confident, but it's, it's like, you got to have the pieces around them. So I don't know yeah. if, if I'm an Eagles organization or even an Eagles fan going, all right, do we stick with Jalen Hurts? Because we're seeing what Carson Wentz is now doing with a competent team, and he's teamed back up with his OC. Did we make the wrong decision here, guys? I mean, from a real-life NFL football standpoint, I think so, because you got enamored by a couple games of Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, for fantasy, I mean, he's the scariest number four overall quarterback that you'll ever start. I mean, you're going to start him every week. You're going to close your eyes when you do it. Because, I mean, he doesn't score until the fourth quarter. I think I heard on the fantasy footballers last week. Did the fantasy footballers or it was CVS as fantasy football? Anyways, I think it was 30% of his points, of his total points on the year, come from the back half of the fourth quarter, wow. which is typically garbage time. Yeah. And so, like, I think his, I think the first half was like 7% of his total points. Okay. That's not, not the hallmark of a good quarterback, but – I'm kind of shifting gears over to running back. Also, I can't wait for them to draft a rookie quarterback this year. Shifting over. Uh, Jordan Howard, 17 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Bart Bart Scott, RIP. God, I miss that guy being in the NFL. Boston (sighs) Scott, 10 carries for 40 yards. I mean, I I don't necessarily want to say Jordan Howard's the guy to start until Miles Sanders comes back because I feel like in a negative game script, it's going to be Boston Scott, and it's not going to be anybody else. He's just holding it warm, warm for for, for Miles to get back there. But. Well, he can't catch the ball, and Boston can. So if I have to start one of these guys next week, I'm still starting Boston Scott. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. All righty, so moving from one disappointing game to the next, which this was supposed to be a premier Ugh. game, but. I honestly think if this person who was out was starting would have blown blown the doors off so kansas city i they're the most speaking of duct tape and string put together the scariest number four team so kansas city right now is five and four and i had said you know back during spooky season about patrick mahomes being the boogeyman well they got another boogeyman um they they need to run the ball and uh they they got they got a lot of issues going on in that offense but they uh they beat the green bay packers 13 to 7 what a barn burner yeah yeah really uh really really great game of the week guys really appreciate that and you you couldn't have flexed it out when you saw that a rod wasn't going to play you can't flex it out there had to have been like for instance this was the same time that the chargers and philadelphia eagles were playing i would have much rather watch that game would have been amazing i would have loved every second of it like they need to put in an emergency addendum like the commissioner (laughs) needs to come out and be like all right look if something happens within 48 hours before the game we need to be able to flex it out yeah so i mean i so from this game uh you ignore the packers side of life i think the only thing that you don't is like aj dillon he's being consistently more involved yeah i mean he outproduced aaron jones in pretty much every facet of the game even though he didn't have as many rushing yards i would rather have had aj dillon's stat line Mm -hmm. if i'm a runner so that's kind of a small storyline i think to be watching i mean i had to start him in empire and i liked my shots uh Devontae Adams still had 14 targets. They just weren't Aaron Rodgers targets. So that's why he only had 42 yards. I think the scary thing is, is Kansas City's offense honestly looked like horrible bad. 
and they had everybody they've been figured out i think i mean i don't know i don't know i just know andy reed's gonna have to get it shaped up because travis kelsey kind of lucked out with a touchdown on the two yard line whenever daryl williams got stuffed two previous times from the two yards he had five for 68 and a touch tyree kill was only four catches on 11 targets for 37 yards pat mahomes 20 of 37 for only 166 in a touchdown. This is concerning. Okay. Very concerning. Especially for Pat Mahomes. I mean, three straight weeks where the highest point total point total is 15. The next week he plays the Raiders. They have a great front seven, and that's what's been given the Chiefs issues. So I'm kind of nervous, which means you should probably float a couple trades for Pat Mahomes to see if you can really lowball someone for him. But yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't give up Justin Herbert for Pat Mahomes. I'd rather have Justin Herbert. Wow, really? Yeah. And that's not because I'm a Justin Herbert manager. It's just because I feel like that offense, the offense of the Chargers right now is much is clicking much better. We've seen evidence of them yeah. changing, morphing per game and like adapting and just making this, themselves better. But Kansas City can't get out of the way. I mean, they lead the league in turnovers, I think, with 18 at the moment. Yeah, sure. They only had one, one three and outs this entire year up until last game. Well, then yesterday against a team starting Jordan Love, they had like four three and outs. Okay. Yeah, and, and Jordan Love is a, is his own <laughs> enigma. What I took away from this game was uh, the Packers need Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and and the Chiefs just need to get it together. Um, yep. I don't I don't know if they're like just having this mid season slump swan because they've been to three straight AFC championships and back to back Super Bowls, uh, and they're just maybe they're just tired. I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe just everything going on, but they need to get it figured out. It just didn't look good. And all I'm saying, all I know is that Aaron Rodgers was sitting on his couch laughing, saying, "And they didn't want to pay me, <laughs> fools." <laughs> All righty, so moving from that game to this, even this game would have been better. And they were playing with backups too. Um, Arizona against the San Francisco 49ers. Colt McCoy and company, haven't heard that in a while, um, beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers 31-17. to Colt McCoy played admirably as a backup quarterback, should. Uh, 22 of 26, 249, a touchdown. He had seven carries for 23 yards, so the old man can still get around. I know, I'm just kidding. He's all of 35. Everyone calm down. Everyone sit down mm. in the back. Kind of old. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, but the man of the hour, um, Casey, oh. here you go, bud. James Conner, 21 Oof. carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. The fire. Five catches, five of five, 77 yards, and another touchdown. The fuego. <laughs> He has like 13 touchdowns this year. It's absurd. Like, I, I just, oh my God, he has so many touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, so he, he has like a minimum of 10 touchdowns. I didn't do good math because I'm getting really hungry. But holy freaking crap. My, and so like, like we said in the news section, like can he be running back one with a condensed workload if Chase Edmonds has to miss, you know, the next two weeks due to injury, which – if it's a high ankle sprain, I think he will miss it and go in the short-term IR. But holy freaking dang. Yeah. If you have James Conner on your roster, you just hit a hit a couple game gold mine. Yep. But I mean, this this team was also missing DeAndre Hopkins, but they still beat San Francisco, who is pretty much fully loaded by 14 points. So I, I mm, mm, Arizona's good. Yeah. And I mean uh Brandon Ayuk. 
We had a oh, he's fun, alive. He oh. finally showed up. Six catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Call Debo X Files. Yeah. We found him. <laughs> hey, and Christian Kirk continues to be a potential wide receiver three flex option. Uh six catches of six uh for 91 yards. And he also had a completion for 33 yards. He's so making the case that he's gonna be consistently used because AJ Green was out from out on COVID IR. DeAndre Hopkins missed the game to rest that hamstring which is so far the best decision Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's done all year. Yep. But I think Christian Kirk is finally gonna, kind of becoming that role that they thought he was going to be when they drafted him out of A&M three years ago. Right. So I think you can start him every week as a flex now, at a minimum. And and then for the San Francisco uh, 49ers, George Kittle is back, baby. Hey, Six, Kittle, Kittle, baby. 101 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so um, – I know San Francisco right now is three and five, but that is a dangerous team that may start to find their footing. And especially if they get their perennial superstar quarterback known as Trey Lance. Gross. Stop. <laughs> it Stop could get it. interesting. You, you mean freaking Paxton Lynch reincarnate? Hey, we don't know yet. It's it's too early to tell. Did you see the game he played? He looked like poo. I know. I I, I think it was too early. I really do think they rushed him. Um, but Hey, at San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, whatever type of magic voodoo he's got going on out there in in, in the Bay area excuses. I'm just saying they may make this thing interesting down the stretch here at the very least be upset. Hey, if Chicago at three and five is interesting, I will say the 49ers at three and five is interesting. Touche, but we thought the 49ers would be five and three, not three and five. True. That is very true. And that, that's a, uh, you know, that happens. (laughs) All righty, so moving from that game to the Sunday night game, the Tennessee Titans, without their fearless leader, Derrick Henry. Predator dreads himself. Yep. Uh, They go in there with all day. Adrian Peterson, 10 carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown. He had a catch for five yards. So uh, good good for – You knew the second they got on the goal line, they were going (laughs) to make him score a touchdown. I know. He he had no business – listen – 10 carries, 21 yards. He was running tall. He was getting shredded. I mean, it just – Deonta Foreman looked better. And Deonta Foreman tore an Achilles and has been non-existent since then, okay? Jeremy McNichols is still the guy to own, not because he's on my roster, but because he was more involved and he had already had an established role as the passing downs guy. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's a miniature rant because you knew the second they signed Adrian Peterson, he's getting the first carry – He's going to get a goal line carry, and then he's going to be the last guy to touch the ball. (laughs) Frustrating. Ah. So the Tennessee Titans were able to pull off a game that we all thought the Rams were like, hey, they just got – sorry, I was checking the the score here Um, because I'm very much monitoring the Deontay Johnson situation for the money league. I mean, you can look straight down. (laughs) I can talk about it for a second. Tennessee won a game we thought they were going to lose because – the Rams were coming in just rolling. They were just shredding people. But then what happens whenever good football teams do good football team things like the Tennessee Titans did, they got pressure on the quarterback. Yep. And so, I mean, Tennessee's seven and two, and it's weird because their seven wins have been against playoff teams from last year. Their two losses have been against non-playoff teams, you know, like the Jets. So, I mean, this, this team is good. It's a team that you don't want to play come playoff time because they're nasty. They're big. They're going to do whatever they want. Uh, passing game, A.J. Brown was 5 for 11, 42 yards, nothing special. They didn't really need to throw the ball because they had a pick six take place. Anytime that happens, that just instantly puts the quarterback and the receiving options kind of on the back foot. 
for the Rams, you just you take the lump and you move on. The answer is no. Sonia Michelle is not better than Daryl Henderson. He just got the touchdown at the end of the game whenever they were reserving Daryl Henderson. So because I mean he had 11 carries for 55 yards. Yep. Okay, that's a good clip. I will take that with any freaking running back. So I just think you take it for what it is. You move past it. You start them all, you know, next week, and you're still happy that. I mean, they're playing San Francisco next week. I think they're going to come in with a bad attitude and win by 20. All righty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have completed the recap. That's about time. I need some food. Let's go over our games and sleepers and stuff. I'm hungry. All righty. Let's do this thing. So, all right, Jacob, uh, the goal mine of the, the week was not too bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Las Vegas versus the Jet versus the Giants. The quarterback play was just not good. If you start the running backs, you're okay with life. I mean, Kenny Drake, Josh Jacobs, Devonta Booker all scored double-digit fantasy points. You started Hunter Renfro, you were fine. You started the tight ends, you were great. So, I mean, I, I give it like a C minus. Like, it's a passable, but not like you're not, like, stoked about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. Let's I'll get into it. sleepers, man. That uh, it is what it is with the uh, with the game of the weeks. You know, you, you've had a you, you were on a meteoric rise and things kind of calm down just a little bit. <laughs> That's what happens. All righty. I, I so, told you, just give it time. I know. I know. Hey, there's always next week. And that's, that's what I love about this thing. Always next week. Woo! Najee Harris scored a touchdown. Let's go. All righty. So, <laughs> so for the – hey, as long as it's not Deontay Johnson, I don't care. Um, so for the sleepers this week, I chose Mac Jones because Mac Jones does Mac Jones things, and uh, he's 25th. So I, I, I get what I pay for. Uh, I started Terod Taylor. He was number 22 in the week. Those three picks were gross, but he's definitely shaking off rust. And they won. So, oh, wait. Nope. That's no, they sorry. I was thinking Teddy lost. I was thinking of uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Sorry. Um, so, running backs, yes. I had uh, Boston Scott. We both did. Um, fair, it wasn't fair. great. Yeah. He was 47. I it, had it, a, listen, I, I made up for it. I had Devonta Booker, who was number 10 on the week. And I had AJ Dillon, who was number 22. And let, let me just say this like, those neither of those players scored a touchdown, and they both had around 100 total yards. And yet they were like Devonta Booker was number 10. Mm-hmm. AJ Dillon was number 22. That means this was a down week for running back in general. All right. Oh, yeah. So you just move on. There's brighter pastures ahead. It was just a weird week in general. And, yeah. and, and to continue that trend, Elijah Moore, number one wide receiver. Boom. Well done. Well done. I had Devonta Parker, but he went on IR. So we'll never know. <laughs> I'm going to assume he would have gone offering like 200 yards and a touchdown. There you go. All righty. At tight ends, I had Tyler Conklin. Uh, he was 17. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. And then uh, you got Pat Fryer moved down there. So we'll see what happens. We'll uh, update you hopefully on Thursday. Hopefully I can update you with a, a, with a much joy and laugh whenever Pat Fryer moved from the Pittsburgh defense beats Brucey Boy and Empire. Nothing would bring more joy to my face than that. Beating a man with his own team, I'm in. <laughs> All righty, and then for defense, I had the Arizona Cardinals. They finished fifth. Very nice. I had Kansas City, but they were 17th, and so my backup option was the Chargers, and they were 19th. So, I mean, you didn't hate your life if you started them, but you didn't like it either. Yeah, also, so, I mean, all sorry. in all, it wasn't too bad. I know. So, trade deadlines. OG League know. and Stranger Danger is week 12. Make your decisions via then on if you're in or out. 
Empire, week 13. One week back, it's a redraft league. Require more information, do what you need to do. But those are the trade deadlines. I'm going to announce it every episode until they pass. All righty. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring this podcast to a close. But first, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please rate and review wherever you may be listening to us. Make sure that you're subscribing uh, wherever it may be, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Jacob, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can uh, send us a little mean tweet or an email or most importantly, a Sopapilla cheesecake recipe before Thanksgiving. Listen, it's the Christmas season. Be giving so I can be thankful for it on Thanksgiving and every day after that. Send us whatever you want. Not whatever you want. There's some some parental guidelines there. But anyways, um, send us kosher things such as a Sopapilla cheesecake recipe on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF. If it's a family recipe, we want to maintain your secrecy and your privacy, send us an email at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com. And who knows? Maybe on Thursday's episode, I'll, we can let you know of a URL for a potential website. Still working on it. You never know. This is going to be so interesting to edit. Oh, it's exciting. Terrifying. <laughs> exciting. Now we have to actually have content. What are we doing? Oh, man. Take it down. Take it down. Alrighty. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we say goodbye for now and we'll see you all on Thursday. Deuces.